2: The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show podcasts are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Discover the many ways you can join in at nerdyshow.com support. This program may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Everybody, welcome to Wicked Entertaining. I am your stupid, awesome analyst, John. Starting with me is the hard man with rps AFLM. Hi, I'm working. And elite Four, Derek. Wait, this is out of order. This is. It all- is out of order. I I, I want to mix it up a little bit because we're mixing up all of our podcasts. And you Bro, forgot? It's still me. <laughs> I didn't forget. It's just that he—that's the order that he is on my screen right now. And King Baby Duck Evan. Because you have to save the best for last, you know. That's right. And Evan had to leave the conversation a couple times, which means that his picture moved. So I was just going going in the order that I see it. So, Absolutely. yeah, let's go with that
2: reason. Let, let's make the others feel more better about themselves.
0: <laughs> um, so this episode, we are uh, talking about everything and anything that we find entertaining within the entertainment realm. We're going to talk about it here. So this is going to be probably the most freeform conversation that we've ever had uh, that follow the guidelines and rules of what is entertainment. And we also have a couple of other things
2: along the way. Um, I will say that we did an excellent job with like the food episode, the last one. I think that was the most lively conversation we've ever had. Right. And who would have thought
0: like we've literally never talked about food ever in the history. We of had podcast. some
2: fiery arguments in that episode. <laughs> Turns out we all eat.
0: and a lot of fiery sauces too yeah if you haven't heard the episode go back it's worth a it's worth a listen um i i do want to clear the air and get this right on the table right away so the wicked anime podcast this entity that you are listening to right now as a show um we are at the end of our summer spectacular pandemic specials whatever you want to call them and uh it's Going to be going more back to uh, I I don't want to say a normalcy because the normalcy is us being on hiatus, but more so there's going to be either sporadic uh, releases of our episodes from here on out um, or it's going to be like none at all. So um, you are the worst at breakup. (laughs)
2: and for for the record too this is you said this is a summer conversation (laughs) we you said this is like a summer like a summer thing we were doing how could we finish this without the beach episode (laughs) yeah well beaches
0: are you know dangerous now so hey who Who knows sharks yeah, in,
1: Europe each
0: <laughs> in uh in two weeks um, or so when we're all back on quarantine because schools have opened up again then maybe we'll just kick it right back into the way that we were doing things before uh but for now that's the the message that i want to send to everybody um so i do hope that you enjoyed these li- this little stint of podcasts and uh that we've that we've brought back thank you to all the fans we'll, we'll, we'll always be on the discord though like that's not discord just talk with us on the discord (laughs) yeah Yeah,
2: we're still trying to figure out our clone high screening on discord too oh yeah that's
0: right okay yeah so and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure like all a third of us have it on dvd so yeah those uh are a lot easier to coordinate and put together than uh, than constructing a podcast like this believe it or not so um But who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, I'm blowing this out of proportion or like, yeah, let's just keep doing it. You know, let's let's just keep keep making recordings. So with that being said, let's talk about some entertaining stuff. Um, Evan, uh, let's do we want to start with the physical aspect of. Yeah, let's start with the physical
2: aspect, because, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another edition of What's in the Box? What's in the Box? So Evan got a package sent to him. Yes, What's the in the box? And as usual, um, you have to ask me questions. Yes or no questions about the package. What is it? 10 questions or 20 questions? Uh, I i don't really even remember. Like, it's been literally so long since we've done this. You know what? Let's so. stick with 10 questions because I know we have a lot to talk about. Sure. Okay. I All the first All right. Yes, Derek, you go first. Can you squeeze it? Mm, yeah, you can kind of squeeze it. <laughs> is it Wonder Bread?
0: Don't don't count that question. Don't count that question. Uh, they took my squeezing arm. <laughs> Why my squeezing arm? Um, is it a horse girl?
1: No. <laughs> that one was my serious question. Well, he right, said it? kind of squeeze. So now I'm worried if it's something that you can actually squeeze or if it's just like well you can <laughs> try. <laughs> uh,
0: well, knowing Evan, we should we should get this one right off the bat. Is it a plushie? Yes, ah, it's a... oh, okay, you can squeeze a plushie
1: yeah. Yeah. you could squish it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, is it from a anime that was this year? Yes. Um somebody else asked a question. Is it what is it from an anime that all of us have seen?
1: Actually, I don't know the answer to that question. You
0: suck at asking questions,
1: Andrew. Is it something that debuted this year or just something that returned this year? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. That was... Something (laughs) that debuted this year. Yes,
0: something that debuted this year. Okay um so Did you yeah this <laughs> <laughs> well actually because my head was kind of going into is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon at first yeah me no, too actually. like that like so. that for mm. some reason that was that was where my head went was was is it wrong to pick up girls so a... oh, it's that... gonna Mega Man again <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 so that also means that it's not my hero academia all that kind of stuff so right. Suba.
2: <laughs> no no konosuba no. um
0: is it a female character yes that doesn't make it any easier i don't know why i <laughs> wasted that question
2: yeah everyone here knew the answer to that one. <laughs> all right so we're on question number six right now right uh sure yes um is it
0: is it a personal waifu of yours evan hmm
2: I would say for the show, probably, yes. <laughs> Does or, is she it have, like, or is it like the village waifu? <laughs> not the village waifu. Yeah. Okay. Does she have
1: a hair color that would be considered to be natural? No. Oh,
0: that's a good question. Okay, that really narrows it down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's not brown. Get rid of all not those black. brown and black haired anime characters. <laughs> and blonde, you know, all those blonde Asians out there. <laughs> Um. oh wait that could be considered unnatural then technically shit <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh I, I don't even know
0: where like I've watched so little anime this yeah. year that I don't even know is it from an isekai no okay Um. that oh, narrows it down <laughs> is
1: this, this is my question but I just thought of this but I'm like oh shit it didn't debut this year but I was thinking cells at work but no,
0: no, yeah, no.
1: Um, well, that's still red hair too. That's natural. Oh, wicked anime has not been following up on the anime lately. I know, right?
2: <laughs> uh, Andrew, do you have any questions? I,
0: I don't. <laughs>
1: Viewers at home. Pause. Oh, here
0: Yourself. Yeah. Here, how about this? Um, have we discussed the anime on this show? No. Oh, <laughs> then we haven't seen it. We have. It's, it's all hope is lost. All hope is lost. There's nothing. Um,
2: uh, Can I just say this? Yeah. You could have. You could have reworded that question in a different way.
0: Have have we have we watched it in another dimension?
1: <laughs> oh. Have we have we watched it together? <laughs> no. Damn it! I was
0: thinking it was the movie shit. Yeah, <laughs> From yeah. Air. Uh, ha, so I think that was the last question, but even yes. still, it was it was kind of a, a mess on that last question. So uh, then I would I would say, have we read Have we read it? No. Okay. <laughs> and then then, I, then I, I'm out. So it's not Promise Neverland. So all right, then I guess it's time to reveal
1: you.
2: Yeah. So the question you should have asked is not was not have we discussed this on our show before is, are we about to discuss it on our show? Which I would have said yes. Okay.
0: So then I know the answer.
2: (laughs) At least I I think I know
0: the answer. Is it a plush from Brand New Animal? Yes, it is. It's Little (laughs) Michiru. Oh my gosh. That's That's a big plush. It's a really big plush. Also really adorable. Yes. (laughs) And the answer is no, I have not seen it yet. Oh, yeah uh wow that's so that's a great segue into our first topic then i'm just (laughs) gonna say Tanukis are brown and black so that is a natural hair color yeah but her hair color is blue blue yeah which was which was not her natural hair color when she was a person right spoilers minor very minor spoilers very minor spoilers (laughs) um So, brand new animal uh, was the latest Studio Trigger show that went on to Netflix, and we all very much anticipated it its drop on Netflix so that we could all binge it. Blah 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 blah. blah. And then none of us did. did.
2: I did. I watched it.
0: Yes. You watched like Um, two episodes, Jonathan. No, I I watch. I have two episodes left. Oh, okay. Yes. Um. So. The, it's, it, I'll start off with the basic stuff. It's in, in very studio trigger fashion. It's all of the, the generally the same stuff that you would come to expect from them. And it's really high quality animation and uh,
2: really, you know, cute animation all around, even like for every character. It also has the attitude of like a classic Saturday morning Western cartoon. Cause I, one of you has made the point of like studio trigger, making American cartoons for Japanese audiences. And I feel like brand new animal really fits into that demographic.
0: Yeah. Um, It's it it, it, to me. So uh, I, I, I liked the show, but I don't think it was studio trigger at their prime. Um, I, I think that the characters were cute and I thought that uh, some of some of the episodes were really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that it was a really creative story to take. But overall, um, it's it's definitely not Inferno Cop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nothing will ever be Infernal Cop
0: so it's not it it didn't meet the standards of like Kiznaiver to me I still think that to this day Kiznaiver is the best studio trigger anime out there and I
2: think that people might disagree with me really I might actually be that one of those people because I'm only halfway through Kiznaiver and I haven't even watched it I thought it was great until the
0: end and then I was like ah that ending sucked and then I moved on I don't even remember the ending, to be honest with you, but I did just like straight up really like his. Yeah, it was a good show. It was a good show until it ended and then it sucked. And then so (laughs) I was just like, great. Well, see, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but that's the kind of way that I I felt about Brand New Animal, too, in a way.
2: Yeah, the ending of Brand New Animal is a little bit rushed. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel as like like really well told as like, say, Little Witch Academia, which uh, Yo Yoshinari also directed over at Studio Trigger. Um, With that being said, I did like a lot of the episodes and the characters. I did like the message that it was trying to tell in in Brand New Animal and Trigger's own special way. Mm -hmm. But I feel like things seem to just wrap up a little bit too quickly and conveniently. uh, In you know, as Studio Trigger once said in Promare, the ex machina sort of fashion.
0: Yeah. Um, I. Yeah. It, it, for me, I didn't really know what the message was like. I, I thought it was clear for the first two episodes, but then in the later episodes, I had no idea um, what the message was that they were trying to deliver in it. And I'll be vague about it. Cause I don't really want to get into that discussion too much uh, at, at this time, but people, everybody watch brand new animal and try to see like catch on to what, what I'm, I'm saying about it. Um, because there's a lot of mixed messages. Uh, like they, they go, they start going one way with the story and then like episode three or four, they, they turn it around. Yeah. and, And they're not talking about the same thing anymore. Um, so there's like a couple of, of of different things. And I think that's that's where the, the show kind of fell apart for me in, in parts is that there was a message that I think they were trying to go for. And then they
2: didn't take it that way. And I can kind of understand that. Like, I did like the aspect of, you know, you know, at first, Michiru is trying to cure herself of the you know, beast manitis or whatever you want to call it. But then she grows accustomed to her new form and her new powers and such. Right. And so like, as you say, like it becomes a sort of vice versa sort of feeling of the message of what it was trying to tell. Yeah. And for the most part, I felt it did a really good job with the message, but I feel like the show should have been maybe made into like a 24-episode series instead of a 12-one to maybe explain more of the backstory, maybe more of the world, and maybe even give a more Real, I don't want to say realistic, but a more understandable conclusion that doesn't just feel like it just got shoehorned in. See, it, it's funny because
0: uh, I, I think that the episode could have been like six episodes or the, the show could have been like six episodes and they could have taken just like the really good, uh, you know, meaty parts of the story and they could have put so much into
2: those six episodes. Fair so. enough, fair enough. Although you will have to admit, you know, Studio Trigger and like just about... When it comes to, like, out of nowhere baseball episodes, anime always gets that right. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just say you'll see one of the craziest baseball episodes ever. Yeah. Craziest Uh, since Samurai Champloo? uh, Somewhat, yeah. I would actually almost put it on the same level.
1: Crazier than Dragon Ball Super, where Yamcha actually redoes his death pose.
2: (laughs) You know what? It's not as crazy as Yamcha (laughs) actually being useful.
1: Yeah, they gave him one episode and then they didn't invite him into the Tournament of Power even though they gave him one scene where he's sitting there in his apartment with Poir just being like, "I hope they invite me." And they never revisit the idea ever. So, I he's basically they, Waluigi.
2: I don't know if anyone has been watching like the dra- the Team Four Star Dragon Ball CGI shorts they've been making, but apparently Yamcha is so good at baseball that no one goes to the games anymore because he always wins. So they kick him off the team because there's, like, no competition anymore because of it? Well, it's a guaranteed title every year. That's money. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, but we're not, like, Yamcha is not the New England Patriots, okay? (laughs) We can't just be winning all the time, all right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll see what happens this year, but... That, that'll also be wicked entertaining. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Do we want to talk
0: about some sports? <laughs> yeah, let's go into sports. Sports. Bruins are
2: back. Yeah. Bruins are back. Yeah. They, uh... Y'all like bubbles? <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit upset that, um, you know, Tucker Rask has unfortunately pulled out, but I can understand where he's coming from in regards to what's going on and such. He's just playing safe for the sake of his family. So it got me a little bit scared that that was going to happen, but... In game three of the Bruins, and I know that this episode is going to air, like, two weeks after, like, <laughs> most of the finals have been going on, most of the tournament have been going on. But the Bruins seem to be pulling themselves back together. Hopefully, because yeah. they lost, like,
0: a lot of games. And just and just <laughs> think about all the
1: round-robin games. <laughs>
0: And just think about all of those times that uh, all these teams have won with their backup goalie in the Stanley Cup Finals. It happens all the
2: time. Mm-hmm. It makes some of the best movies. You know, <laughs> the main goalie was taking out. Now this nobody comes out of nowhere and has to be the one to protect the goal. What I
1: love is that it took until day one to figure out a huge flaw with the bubble. Where because all the East Coast teams play in one in Toronto and all the West Coast teams play in Edmonton, the Bruins actually had their game postponed because there's only one arena to play in. And the game that happened before theirs just happened to go into five overtime periods. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So they looked at the Bruins and the Canes and they're like, um, yeah, just come back tomorrow. You can just-
0: <laughs> I mean, like at that it's point, Canada, though, how do they not have at least five hockey stadiums? in? The- it's
1: a city. bubble. It's a yeah. bubble. You need to socially distance.
0: At, see, at that point, when you go into five overtimes, I feel like overtime four, maybe even overtime three, should just be m- like multi-puck mode where they drop like 10 pucks on the <laughs> ice and everybody's just
2: shooting.
1: And I've got like, that would solve everything. The Bruins-Blackhawks playoffs, they went into three overtimes in one of those games. Yeah, that, that was, was insane. Oh.
0: Yeah, like I, I fe- feel right. like that if... I feel like that if, if most sports were pay, played like pinball machines, I think that we would have a better time watching some yeah. of them.
1: You know what? People <laughs> actually kind of tried to start something like that, where every time they go into um, extra innings now. You have to insert a quarter. <laughs> no. Uh, actually, you get an automatic runner on base. They're just trying to move the game along and end it. Oh, so wow. That you drop another uh, pinball, you know, ball. <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know that, actually.
1: I didn't know that either. Just started the season. Because
0: baseball sucks
1: yeah because baseball's is Like it's like oh, they started and stopped and started and stopped and they have to keep pushing back games because everyone and their mother is getting sick
0: yeah I don't know why uh why baseball is the one with all of the coronavirus happening to it especially because like it's the most outside game that we have and they're the, and they're the farthest apart from each other <laughs> at exactly. all times yeah. Does somebody like does somebody catch a pot fly in the outfield and then cough and Really love, and then throw it back in. Like it's that spit on the ball from the from the yeah, pitcher. Yeah, yeah, everybody's everybody's spitting their uh, their their chewing tobacco. Just like, hey, can you can you not do that anymore? it's like, what? This is just chewing tobacco. That's so how much
1: HIV sp- started back in the eighties.
0: <laughs> so much splashback.
1: Ugh, uh, gross.
0: It's it's really gross. Mm-hmm. So I actually have some major sports to talk about because there was something that happened this month. I don't know if anybody else keeps up with uh, August 8th, but ESPN 2 becomes ESPN 8, the Ocho. And uh, man, do we have some like amazing sports. Like if anybody doesn't know what ESPN 8, the Ocho is, you haven't seen Dodgeball, uh, a true True underdog Underdog story Story. where um, that's where the Dodgeball tournament takes place is ESPN 8, the Ocho. And if it's almost a sport, they have it. Um, So every August 8th, ESPN 2 becomes ESPN 8, and you get to watch almost sports all day long. Uh, So I wait in anticipation every August 8th to see what they have. Like this year, they had the 2019 World Championship grocery bagging competition. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, And then they had like the wait,
1: they judge them on if the bags tear. Speed,
0: I think, yeah, it's like speed and accuracy, and we- I believe that it's it also has to do with the order of the items that go into the bags as well. Yeah. Um
2: so it's kind know- of like playing Tetris with the grocery bag too, because you yeah. have to fill it in in a very accurate and. <laughs> precise way that is almost a sport okay
1: which which
0: by the way um the 2019 tetris world championships uh happened during this too except they were on Fortnite's espn8 uh the channel so you actually had to have Fortnite and go into their party chat in order to watch the tetris event which is weird because it was like one of the best things that they had last year one of the things that i did see was the 2019 world championship foosball tournament um where uh Uh, We saw the U.S. take it, uh, which was it was super cool because after the U.S. took the championship, they played a documentary called Foosballers, which was a documentary about the best United States uh, foosball players Um, started in Germany in the uh, in the mid 60s which is why it's called foosball is because that's German for football. Um, And then it hit really big in the seventies in America. And I think in the, the height of the foosball table was from 1970 to like 1978. And there are people making like, there was a million dollar tournament in the in in the seventies or eighties. I forget, the seventies because the uh, arcade machine came out in the eighties and then it tanked. Uh, the foosball table tanked, but now it's making a comeback, and they actually have like a world championship that like your your country
2: can you know go and represent. You see, um, all I'm thinking about with that documentary is uh, the episode of the cartoon The Critic where Jay Sherman uh, reviews the movie of. The documentary of Ken Burns's Electric Football. <laughs> oh, all after seventeen, <laughs> this game sucks.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking about Beer Fest and Team Germany trying to win it.
2: Does boo? Does boo? Does boo?
0: So
1: I don't know if, if like
0: people know about this me now, but I, because I never shut up about Tetris anymore, I'm a really huge advocate for almost sports and uh, any place that anybody can find competition to like make themselves a name. So I also watched a mini documentary on Netflix called The Speed Cubers, And this is a 40 minute documentary about, uh, about the world championship of Rubik's Cubes. And my gosh, it is just unbelievable. Yeah, did, did you know that there's people out in the world who can solve a Rubik's Cube in under in under 30 seconds with one hand? It like unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable. You should totally check it out because it's it's great. Fantastic. It's on Netflix if you have it. Jonathan, Jonathan was asking me, just like, did you see the, the documentary? And I was like, I was the one that put it in the next Netflix queue. But you haven't watched it. <laughs> no, but I haven't watched it because I've been watching
1: <laughs> The Office like a normie.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I've been talking, I've been watching a bunch of obscure sports lately
1: about Tetris. Is this a real thing? Cause I thought I heard a rumor about it, but in Tetris world records, is there a non rotational world record that is? Yeah. Got? So one of the,
0: the best YouTube Tetris documentarians, uh, out there, his name is a game scout or, or his name's David, but, um, <laughs> He uh, uh, but a Game Scout is his channel and he's he's like a, an OK player at Tetris, but he makes great documentaries. His understanding of the game is like beyond nobody who plays the game. Um, so he actually literally just released this week a documentary uh, about um, no, no rotate Tetris and the world record currently right now. Somebody actually broke the world record um while when he released the episode somebody watched (laughs) the episode tried it and then made a world record and like posted in the comments uh so the world record was 24 lines in uh in the video and he's like and the commenter was like i did 26 after watching your episode and so the i i the assumed world record right now is 26 lines where you do not rotate your pieces in classic (laughs) tetris Wow! <laughs> now, granted, this is only possible in uh, classic NES Tetris from 1985. You cannot do it in, uh, in normal uh, or, or more modern versions of Tetris because Tetris 99, uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris, all of those, they start with flat bottoms on all of the pieces facing down, but the, um, but in NES Tetris from 1985, they start flipped so that the jagged parts are down. So you can actually Ooh. create flat lines using the jagged even for the cube side. block. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the, um, the O piece is like the most valuable piece. Smash boy. Smash boy yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> meme name. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yes, there is a, a world record for it, and it, it is technically at a really
1: low level right now. So, yeah, there's potential. There there's, is. There. John, are you trying to there's see that
2: you're going uh, to attempt to yeah, do it, Jonathan?
0: I could try. Um, so I'm actually I've been practicing, but I'm not very good at it right now my my personal best is like uh, 120,000 points and in order to qualify for the Tetris World Championships you need uh well the person who came in last place in qualifying for the Tetris World Championships this year their score was 678,000 points so i got a l- little ways to go
1: yikes if i could be in a scrabble championship you could be in a t- <sighs> no <laughs> Middles, uh, yeah. that was a thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> um what where did you place in your scrabble championship
1: 11th 11,100 really? that's pretty good that's yeah, pretty that's dang good, good. Yeah. it was based on um point differential um first and second place were both from the same high school and they were hundreds of points ahead of anyone else so wow that was that's kind amazing. of a fixed place
0: but <laughs> what was what was your highest scoring
1: word I'm not sure, but I do remember it was based on five matches and we were four and one. We only (laughs) lost the team from Texas. Go figure.
0: (laughs) But they don't even use the whole alphabet. Well, neither do we. We can't say that joke either because we're
1: two letter words. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I love everyone from the South and from Texas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they can just throw it right back at us. That's not how you spell car.
1: (laughs) Actually, that was my strength when I played Scrabble. I knew all the two-letter words. So my <laughs> it was like double. So we had a team of two. And my partner would like, find the big words it'd be like okay well we can just put it parallel to this and create five <laughs> letter words at the same time <laughs> there so i would i would go nuts if
0: uh the scrabble world championships hit espn eight the ocho i would legit. that's legitimately something i would watch like i'm going you everybody probably thinks i'm a crazy person now for liking <laughs> all these
2: sports but i do I don't know. Hey, you know, I used to actually watch Which the Scrabble games? game show when it was on in the 80s and early 90s. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, coming. it was
2: nothing like the actual board game, but it was still a really fun game show to watch. Who made Scrabble? Is it, It's not Hasbro, is it? Is it Parker Brothers?
0: Uh, Milton Bradley, you. I think. Milton Bradley. Uh, I tried. That was my best attempt at doing a segue into a Hasbro story that I have. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I, I sent it to the chat sometime last week. Does everybody remember this one?
2: I believe I do. Also, it is Hasbro. Hasbro does own it.
0: Ha! It's a perfect transition. Good transition. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Uh, This is just a story that popped up in my news feed that was, uh, it actually hit local news uh, at a time. And uh, so Hasbro is actually just like one state over from us. Uh, So we probably got the story way more, but um, so Hasbro is like one of the biggest toy companies in the entire world. And they, you would think that they have a flawless way a flawless, you know, company that designs toys. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, well, oh, and especially, geez. and especially if we're talking about uh, a franchise like Trolls, right? So Trolls is like one of the biggest movies in the world, especially when the pandemic hit. It was one of the first virtual movies that you could buy at home. So everybody's probably seen it. I haven't because, like, I'm not two. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so they released this doll, and uh, the the purpose of the doll was that you're supposed to. Touch the doll and it would would laugh in the same way that like a tickle me Elmo. would. No, work. you no you were poking
1: episode of Law and Order SVU where you, touch you, you we're, we're getting yet. there. We're no, getting no no, there. no, no, no. So
0: so the doll is advertised as you touch it in the stomach and it sings. Woo-hoo. The button that you're talking about doesn't even appear on the advertising. So there's a second button. Yes. So okay. so and and it's not even so and and the weird thing okay so what we're even talking about is uh, a doll that that Hasbro released that is now like under investigation for being like a grooming toy <laughs> for pedophiles. Yeah, uh, because <laughs> uh, uh, and people already know where where we're going with this. You know where the button's located at this point, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So, so Jamie says. So touch. So um. <laughs> So the the video that's been circulating is isn't funny at all because I I watched the video I was just like yeah there's something fishy going on there it's disgusting and yeah. and so the button on her stomach that makes her sing do- isn't even a pushable button it's literally like a sensor that's like the buttons underneath it the button that's made for like the giggling and the weird like sounds was for when she sat down but but it didn't it didn't like. It didn't register when you sat the doll down. So uh, so they're like, okay, well, what's this button for? And the button is in a different shape and style than the one on her stomach. Like, it's an actual outlined button that shows you, okay, this is the location you touch. And it's like, yeah, there's something, like, really fishy going Which, on. like... Hasbro right like yeah. why would like and who is working at their company that would even let this pass well, like, and, I, well and that's what I'm saying this had to go through hundreds of people like it's not like one person makes a toy and it was just yeah. like yeah it's good we'll throw it this goes through hundreds of people and tons of quality testing and nobody was like maybe that's a bad idea when the first parent who bought it like saw it and was just like that's wrong yeah <laughs> uh, so like I I I, I was like, we, my wife and I were, were sitting around and we and we read the story and we were and we were just and and especially when the person like posted the video of it too, we were just like, all right, let's watch the video because like there there has to be something about this that that is like a little fabricated and it's not. It is totally <laughs> exactly what you're you're hearing and it's
2: unbelievable. So it kind of brings to mind. So when the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone movie came out, they came out with magic brooms and. You know, when you're supposed to ride a boom and it's supposed to make you feel like, oh, something magical. The problem was with the broom, when you put it between your legs and you push the button to make it fly, it vibrates.
0: Yeah, it was just a vibrator. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that.
2: <laughs> I don't remember I'm that like, one. i kind of wondering why their kids were constantly playing with the toy. That
0: is it's it's so weird that like we're in this technologically advanced day and age and we've we've gone through all of the Q&A and uh, R&D and um, it's it's amazing to me that we that they can still make these kinds of mistakes. You know, I, so anyways, I don't know about mistake. <laughs> well, anyways, but but even still, it it is a mistake because it's a million dollar, millions of dollars mistake because Hasbro's like, hey, we'll give a refund to everybody who bought this toy. Yeah, they they pulled it off the shelf. So so the box itself doesn't say anything about that secondary button. And uh, and the product can't be found anywhere. Like if you search it up on Amazon and this was like before this whole controversy started, like you can't look it up on Amazon. You can't look it up like it, it's it's not on Walmart's website, but you can buy them at Walmart. So they're not advertised, but they're sold on shelves. That's so weird. It's so weird. It is so weird. <laughs> so I, I yeah, I, I just, we couldn't let that piece of news get by like i felt like i just had to talk about it mm-hmm. so i'm i'm good now let's we can move on to, to to other topics um derek has been watching i think derek found the video and has been watching it the whole time <laughs> yeah 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 right I, no mistake no mistake right
1: <laughs> no no it's yeah. very uncomfortable yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. extremely um it's like
0: So, um, all right, let's now we're at the the create your own adventure part of the show. Do we want to talk about um, video games or TV shows?
1: If video games turn to page 37, if TV shows turn to page 64,
0: you die, die. you (laughs) die. (laughs) That was the shortest summer reading book ever.
2: <laughs> I used to love reading the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles ones. Those were oh, always a blast to read. That uh, was super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goosebumps is the one that I remember. <laughs> oh yeah, the, that's right. R.L. Stein made some choose your own adventure ones that were actually uh, pretty creepy in some areas. Yeah, they had they had the glitter pages.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, well, I've been I've been gaming a lot. Yeah, um, me too. And, and besides my TV stuff, yeah, my, my, besides my usual thing. So we've, I've been, I've been purchasing a lot of the free games off the Epic store off of Epic games because they're going nuts with just, you know, being like, here's all these current currently released titles that we're just releasing entirely free and you get to keep it forever. And I was like, okay. So this week being two weeks from when you're listening to this podcast, probably, uh, they released Remnant from the Ashes, which is a Soulsborne-like game. It's a little bit easier than those games, but it, it is of that style. It's it's that exact style, but it's more guns-based and and gunplay-based. Oh, like it, so, I love those games, but I've been playing Remnant from the Ashes. And I haven't stopped. Like <laughs> I haven't stopped. It is one of the greatest games I've played in a long time, next to XCOM. I still haven't finished XCOM. I still got to beat it. XCOM 2, that is. I beat XCOM one, so so there. Uh, now I'm working on XCOM 2, but XCOM, but so now I've swapped over to Remnant for a little while, just to play this, And man, oh man, it is great. Um, it's more like Dark Souls, like if Dark. Uh, sorry, no, it's more like Bloodborne if Bloodborne yeah. had guns. Yeah, it is because it's more of that Victorian horror type. But I just got into a le- the so the the environments in the game change. I mean, I'm literally in a fantasy level right now where like that's the, the so enemies weird. are pans and satyrs. Yeah, uh, and it's all so like forests and glowing mushrooms. and. But anyway, and to, I hadn't to heard di- of this game. I hadn't heard of this game until you mentioned it. Yeah, I've been following this game since before it was released. And now and I was like, I'm going to wait till it gets cheap. And then it was free. So I was like, that's cheap enough for me. And and I would have paid full price for it. So um, now to digress from any kind of newer current games, I have downloaded every single emulator uh, I, I have ever actually owned in yeah. in my library, and I've started down basically recreating libraries of games that I own on old things, just putting them on my computer. Yeah, like systems you can't get anymore, or games that are off the shelf, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we did own them all at one time, and uh, so I so I've been playing Ocarina of Time like crazy. Like I've just been. I'm already on the I'm already on, on my way to the Fire Temple. So I've I've done uh I've done the first, you know, half of the game, or not half of the game, the first third of the game, and then I did the
1: forest temple, then I went to the water temple, then I'm on my way to the fire temple. So um, Yeah, dude. If you had a three DS, they actually did a really good job with the remaster.
0: Yeah, I know. I've seen the remaster. It looks so
1: amazing. It and looks include, so amazing. they include the master quest as well. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. cool.
0: But dude, you can't pass up the time that we took revisiting goldeneye 007 uh, we so like andrew and i uh, whipped open uh multiplayer. I, I was basically i was basically trying to get the two controllers to work because it's really hard when you have an emulator it's actually really difficult to get multiple control your computer to ro- recognize multiple controllers so you can play a multiplayer game well i did it I, I actually got my computer to recognize that there are two controllers plugged in and we can actually play multiplayer on my computer, on my emulator. And so Jonathan and I tested out with some golden eye yeah but more specifically we we did a proximity mine match and man oh man if you guys ever get the chance to play goldeneye again for players and use proximity mines only it is just the funnest game of hide and seek ever Oh, because we were just trolling each other like you know because you'd be walking down a hallway and you see a little proximity mine on the wall you'd be like well i'm going the other way and there's like oh look a weapon on the ground and then you'd explode because somebody (laughs) threw a proximity mine on
1: the weapon yeah it was it was fun was that one of the games where you could actually throw a remote mine on a character and have it stick onto them? Yes. Uh, yeah I believe you. So was it yes. that Golden Eye? Yeah. So your team could have suicide bombers.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then like we played, God, we played the man bad. with, <laughs> and then we played a little the man with the golden gun, and like yep. the game's just basically over for the first person who gets the golden
2: gun. <laughs> it's <Yep>. just blah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bang. Yeah. Never too much into GoldenEye when I was younger, but Nightfire for GameCube actually.
2: Oh yeah, I
1: I, high school friends
2: wasn't the best bond game, but I did remember enjoying it a lot. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Best bond game was SoCal. The uh, the sky or Ski Lodge level, where it was basically a hill. There was like a um oh god, like a ski lift that ran between the lower side and the higher side so you had a high base and a low base and each one of those had a building and <laughs> it was like half sniper half just like dodge between the hills and charge up the hill <laughs> <laughs> that was good good times <laughs>
0: um, now we we played a, a a little bit of the this new game that yes. dropped on the PlayStation uh, mm-hmm. actually it also dropped on Steam as well but it's free for PlayStation Plus members called Fall Guys uh, Ultimate
2: Knockout.
0: So uh, Fall Guys is like, as anybody, if anybody's ever seen uh, MXC, or if it was originally called uh, Takeshi's Castle um, yeah. in Japan, or uh, Wipeout, which is the American much lower version of it. Um, it's, it's
1: a it's, version too.
0: Yeah, it's
2: that. <laughs>
0: it's that, but in a uh, battle royale style game. So you basically just get a bunch of randomly generated. Um, you know, mini games and you start with 60 people and uh, you get knocked down to the, the last person standing as you go through mini games.
1: And it took some balls to the face, huh? Cam?
0: Yeah. (laughs) It works so well. It It works so well. And it's, and it's such a, a great game to put back together, to put together an update. Like when, as new seasons come out, just create all these little tiny mini games to add to it. And like there, you have a fresh new game for everybody to play. Like, it's so smart. Like and, um, Mario Party? and yeah, yeah, like Mario Party, but if Mario Party had DLC that you could download new games.
1: Like the next edition of Mario Party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, see, that's yeah. the interesting thing is I actually have Mario Party for the Switch and it could totally do that. Like you
2: could totally get DLC Mario Party, but it doesn't. Which is kind of disappointing. I mean, we're in a generation right now that where you could actually just have Nintendo add on more levels as the lifespan of that console continues. That's an easy money grab.
1: But at the same time, each of those mini games is still kind of meh. So when people really want to spend, you know, five more dollars to have 20 extra mini games, it
0: would be, it would be a hit or miss, but I mean like, what's the, you know, there, I don't really think that there's a problem. Like, let's say for instance, the first, um, the first DLC pack that you do is you re-release a package. That's all of the mini games from Mario party one. You know, and and just like, oh man, I remember Mario Party one or Mario Party
1: two being amazing. I'm gonna buy that DLC pack. Oh, didn't they actually do a, a whole collection where it was like Mario Party, just all the games or something like that? Yeah, the 3DS version had that. Yeah. Did, did
0: they really? Yeah, because so, the 3D the 3DS version was.
1: They just straight out release a new game be like here's your DLC buy it for full price.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, the cuz I mean like the uh, D- the 3DS version one person could have the cartridge and you could play with four people wi- on on separate 3DSs. Yeah. So like it was such a brilliant plan. Yeah,
1: play. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um and and I and you could also do the same thing with Mario Kart as well. I thought that that was such an ingenious and and community welcoming plan you know um mm-hmm. uh, yeah so uh so fall guys that was uh yes. that's a, a great game uh it, it, and if it you're still listening i think you still be able to by the time that this comes out you might still be able to get it for free if um, you have a ps4 if you have a, PS4. You have a ps4
2: and playstation plus it's highly recommended
0: yeah recommend um the uh, The last game that that we we've been really focusing on, uh, Andrew and I, anyways, is Deep Rock Galactic. Now, it's a game that came out a couple of years ago, but we just caught on to it. You play as space dwarves, and it's the best. And it's a game that's basically the best part of Minecraft. Um, it every time you start a mission, it randomly generates a cave for you to go in. And um, you have to do like mining missions. So you have to find certain materials in the cave and you have to mine them in order to beat your mission. Mm -hmm. But while you're doing this, um, they have like a left for dead style kind of game uh, where like you get attacked by these underground insects. And everybody's a different class. So, like, I'm the engineer who has a shotgun and can make platforms. Uh, our friend Will has a minigun because he's the, um, the heavy. Uh, Andrew is the scout, which has a, a gun that can light up the room. Plus, also, um, uh, I, can gra- I can grappling hook, grappling can hook.
2: anywhere. It's yeah.
0: making it sound like it's
2: terraformers, the video game.
0: Uh, no, not exactly because you uh, don't really have any special powers or anything like that. Um, and the bugs are just actually bugs they're not like big monster yeah, bugs they're not humanoid. oh or anything. So like they're... earth
2: defense force
0: yeah kind of
2: more, it's more really so. chaotic
0: and really funny mm-hmm. yeah um that's a fun game and like you go back to like your space station and stuff like that and you can just go and drink with like your other dwarf companions and stuff like that and it's a good time it's really fun so that's
2: games well um let me just uh, let me just double check something before i go ahead and say next okay so since this will be uh posted after the embargo lifts i've actually just started to play the new game from creator of Sendren Kagura Kandagawa jet girls which we all <laughs> like to refer to as lesbians on jet skis
0: <laughs> i think that's what you refer to it to i've never even seen it i've just i know it exists but i've never watched the anime and i've never seen the gameplay
2: <laughs> so the anime is Terrible, even yeah. so the character design, <laughs> the character designs are good because it's from the same person who did the character art for Gargantuan on the Viridius planet. So, yep. like, the character designs are beautiful and gorgeous and such. The video game right now, so what you do in the video game is it's a mixture of racing and shooting. And, like, you use your gun to, like, try to uh, knock out the other, the other racers and opponents while you're trying to, like pull off all these moves, and trying to get around the track okay. Um, I've played the first couple of levels. So far, the game is... it's pretty good. First and foremost, it's pretty good. I've always... I've said that when it comes to, like, the stuff from the creator, and Kagura. If the video game is good, then the anime is gonna suck. So vice versa, it continues onward. The game is pretty good. However, with the first couple of levels that I've been playing, or the first couple of races, The AI team tends to be just a little bit too easy. It could change as the the game progresses and such, but um, as of right now, it kind of feels like how I felt when I play like the first couple of levels of Mario Kart. I just feel like that there's, no real competition compared to the skills that i have when i'm playing it (laughs) where's the gas pedal all
0: right um so good news is it is coming out on steam for all you pc master race people right and it is coming out on august 25th a couple days after our birthday
2: yes so if you want to mod it like crazy yeah get the steam version it's funny too because the game is rated t for teen so like they're you know, there's that hidden little sort of etchiness and pervertedness in Kandagawa Jet Girls, but it's not as forward as Senren Kagura is.
1: Yeah. Or the anime, because the anime had straight on nudity in it.
2: Oh, yeah. The anime of Kandagawa Jet Girls had nudity, which is like when when it was announced, it got a T rating. I'm like, how the hell did they get past that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> there will be so, mods probably. the most Yeah. Yeah. There will be mods for it. But for the most part, Kandagawa Jet Girls, the game, from what I've played thus far, it's. It's pretty good. It's pretty fun. I'm not sure how big of an online community it's going to have, because I know in the past when we've tried to play Senran Kagura online, it's kind of bare bones, I hate to say. Yep. But I am hoping that if it does have a little bit of an online following, it could lead to some really good racing and competitions within its universe. Also, if you get it, uh, I think within the first month of its release, you get, um, I believe it's uh, Ryobi and Riona from Sender and Kagura as racers.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. Mm-hmm.
2: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom.
0: Yes okay all right so um let's talk about some TV then because okay. I, I got like a ton of stuff to talk about with TV yeah. um I got a show I bet you you have shows mm-hmm. let's um so I I want to start with uh um I, I I've been watching Disney plus with uh, with my wife all the time and uh, we've been checking out uh, Muppets now <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yep Yep, there we go. With that I, I agree with that sentiment. It's um
2: it's not good. It's not good at all. Uh I, mean, I hate Kermit's new voice. I, right. I, I mean it sounds that, nothing like Jim so Henson that, or Steve Whitmere. Like at least with Steve Whitmere, he did a really good job emulating the majority of the aspects of Jim Henson's portrayal of Kermit the Frog. This version just makes it sound like, oh, I'm gonna just talk like this all the time. Hey, hold Kermit the Frog here. It's
0: It's somebody doing a bad impression
1: of Kermit the Frog.
2: It is, but that's the point. Oh my god, you sounded like,
1: you actually sounded like Homsar from Homestar.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. 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 (laughs) but the Um, point i'm making is like this sounds nothing like kermit the frog it feels like they just took some like three-bit like voice actor or like one of those shitty youtube actors that claim that they can do a million voices and their kermit was absolutely (laughs) shit and they're like let's choose this guy (laughs) And like, I've only watched the first episode of Muppets now, but like watching the segment where it's like, let's learn more about Kermit. I'm like cringing throughout the whole thing. Now, don't get you now. The whole photobomb aspect was it made me chuckle a couple times, but like the voice of Kermit just sounds so wrong. It's it's, it's that joke that that family guy made about like Jim Henson thought he had a cold. Now we have wrong sounding Muppets now it totally does sound like we have wrong sounding muppets
0: um i so the only sketch that i actually truly really enjoyed uh was the Swedish chef yeah um more more in particular episode two Swedish chef with danny trejo as the special the the guest chef what's with um, danny trejo and the Muppets? <laughs> uh <laughs> he was actually I, in the second movie the, the, i know the, you know uh, once again, the only funny part of the second movie. Um, yeah. Walker, oh, boy. Um, the one that
2: OK Go did the theme to? No. OK Go did that for a special sound uh, special tribute album for the Muppets.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. With like the worst cover of Under uh, or uh, Rainbow, uh, Connection. Rainbow Connection ever. Who did Wh- it? Uh, Weezer. Did Weezer do it? I know Weezer did a song. I don't know if, if they did Rainbow Connection. for. Oh, that no. Album.
2: Yeah, they did it with Haley yeah. Williams from Paramore.
0: That's right. Yeah, it was really bad. I mean, Todd Smith from El, uh, from Dog Fashion Disco has a cover of uh, Rainbow Connection, and it's literally the best Rainbow Connection cover I've it's, ever heard. It's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, look up. Everybody should look up El Crepo Rainbow Connection. It is the so best cover rough. of Rainbow Connection ever. It's it's like. Uh, it's like remember when uh when when tears for fears did mad world and then there was that slower more famous uh version of mad world that was so much darker it's kind of yeah. like that <laughs> yeah um it's like a, a more somber rainbow connection uh like like johnny cash covering hurt yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, exactly yeah. it's
1: exactly. it's literally it's literally the perfect cover it's just
2: that's what it is
0: uh not weezers
2: <laughs> um, Weezer hasn't been good since the red album.
0: I don't know. They've pulled out but I think you're right. I I like I'm not the biggest Weezer fan in the world, but I I, I kinda like their sound. I've been getting a little I bit more punk rocky. But
2: like ever since they ever since Ratitude, like everything that they have made has just sounded
1: ugh. Derek's got an inquiry. What is it, Derek? I completely agree with everything Evan just said right there. Yeah. <laughs> Even on Ratitude, I like Evan knows I've covered pork and beans with a band of mine before. Right.
2: But, uh, but which was on the, the red album, the which was which was a good album.
1: I, yeah.
2: <laughs> but Ratitude is like the uh when the first out Al- song came on from that, I was like, this is Weezer. This is this, this is the path that that Rivers Cuomo wants to wants to go on but the greatest man that ever lived i will give them that song that song is awesome yeah okay so what,
1: what i was also going to say was i just looked up el caripo for some reason the cover art is some sort of like Victor- victoria era or i'm sorry like 1940s it's a pin-up. yeah that's farting out a cloud that says bellissimo yep
0: okay the- and they scribbled and they scribbled a, a devil face over her face
1: yeah and a devil's tail yep <laughs>
0: So yeah, it's 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 another one of Todd Smith's side album or side bands from Dog Fashion Disco. (laughs) One of his (laughs) forty, yeah, one of his a million bands on his own label. Right. What do you Um, think? um, I did want to add, you know, while Weezer. Oh, we got two people talking. Hold on.
1: Sorry.
2: You go first, Eric.
1: This is my ending thought. I was just going to say, when you think Rainbow Connection, that is not the visual that you first imagine. Is someone (laughs) (laughs) bellissimo?
2: Yeah. I want to say that um, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer actually has another project with um, I believe Scott Murphy, uh, another really good vocalist. They're, they're called I believe Rivers and Scott or Scott and Rivers, and they're a Jape and they do Japanese songs in pop, and it's better than anything Weezer has made in the last decade and a half.
0: That's really strange.
2: Uh, Rivers Scott uh, Rivers' uh, wife is Japanese, so I'm reckoning that she taught him. Uh, I didn't know that.
0: That's okay. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, Muppet
0: Muppets yeah. now, it wouldn't get my recommendation. Um, yeah. uh, unfortunately, yeah. I, I am so begging for that heyday of the Muppet show. You know, mm-hmm. like when is who? When is it going to come back? It, it, like it, it seems like it, it's so doable, but they're trying to be modern and they don't yeah. need to be modern. They
2: need to be Muppets, you yeah. know?
0: So from that conversation, that,
2: they had Muppets Tonight, which was which was a great show too. the Prince episode of Muppets Tonight. Just fucking perfect.
0: <laughs> so what I got from that conversation was was Muppets Now Bad, Rainbow Connection by El Cripo Great. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, like, granted, the um, the Jason Siegel movie was it was was it
2: him or was it yeah. somebody else? Jason Segel.
0: Yeah, his his movie not terrible. I, I thought yeah. it was actually pretty good, pretty decent. Um but since then, nothing like n- nothing has even started will, to get close.
2: I will also say that, you know, the new Muppet show that came out before Muppets now it was shaky in the first half, but I felt like it was really getting its groove in the second half. But it got canceled before it could really get that uptick more. Yeah, I've actually I actually did hear good things about that show.
0: Um, now being on the trail of Disney Plus, let's talk about uh, the kind of greedy, muddy, money grubbing uh, path that they're taking with uh, releasing the movies that were supposed to come out in theaters but now aren't on Disney Plus Premium. Yeah. Disney Plus hardcore. Did you ever think that you would want to pay $30 in order to see Mulan? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I didn't even want to pay $1 to see the Lion King. So good <laughs> thing I was over at your house watching your Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh like i i don't think that they're gonna be successful with this especially when people are are obviously just gonna wait it out and mulan is gonna hit regular disney plus eventually anyways Mm -hmm. like i i i can understand the notion of like getting a bunch of people together and maybe like throwing into a pot of five dollars to to you know pay for it for the month but like disney plus premium disney plus itself barely has enough content to to justify the the subscription fee to begin with let alone a premium price that you pay for like just barely any
2: more ads. just one movie
1: it's got all the marvel movies and you just gotta marathon them quick and then cancel subscription afterwards but whatever (laughs) right
0: exactly i mean like don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of stuff that we're watching on our Disney Plus account. Incredible and still- Dr. Paul. <laughs> and it's still good, well, and alive. But it's slowing down to the point. I mean, like, there there are tons of Disney shows, like, from, from the heyday of Disney, that they still haven't even put on yet. Like, where's my Weekenders? They promised me the Weekenders, and it's not there yet.
1: I feel like a lot of their focus is actually on the Marvel Studios end, because they're actually gearing up for WandaVision. Um, what up? Uh, whatever they're calling it, so, uh, Winter Soldier and Captain America or, you know, Falcon and Cap- or Falcon and Falcon Winter. Falcon
2: and the Winter Soldier. You yeah, I the America,
1: so I forget what they're actually calling that one now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, see, that's just it, is that they had such an epic ending to, to Phase 1. Series. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, like, Phase 2 is going to be like, do I even want to put the effort in again? I, I don't. Know. I don't even care. I just yeah, it's don't. like. Who cares? Because my mentality is I, I didn't know how long the Marvel Cinematic Universe was going to go during phase one, right? So therefore it was something to look forward to for the time being and you just went along for the ride. I hope that and now that anticipation of do I really want to put another 11 years of my life into ca- catching up with Marvel movies again is like I don't even really want to see the, the, you know, black widow movie i don't care you
1: know? well it's like, a prequel it doesn't matter right yeah. right yeah the Prequels <laughs> so suck, they make, you know some of the prequels make sense like captain marvel they had to explain that away before they brought out end game which mm-hmm. i also haven't seen so don't tell me if they win or not <laughs> <laughs> i'll
0: tell you what watching captain marvel was also a waste of time i certainly <laughs> I didn't
1: it. win <laughs> I, I certainly got a very soft spot for Brie Larson. Sorry.
2: <laughs> well, hello. She again, hates you because you have a white a <laughs> friend I know
1: <laughs> you. went that's you know, that's another thing I'm looking into. um Scott Pilgrim has just released its 10 year anniversary soundtrack and package.
2: Uh, oh no, they will be releasing it, which I'm totally getting on
1: vinyl. Yeah, it's the first time they will ever actually release the Brie Larson version of Black Sheep. And I love that song. And I'm so glad you started singing it. And I hope yeah. you don't have to pay anyone for the rights for that.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because three of us were talking at a time when he was singing it. So it should be fine. Sure, <laughs> it was a remix. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was the watermarked version of the song. <laughs> so that Audio is- Hustle.
1: <laughs> that's right. an insult. I know I know com. I know Evan knows the answer to this. Do the twins know the answer? What is the band that's actually behind that song Black Sheep? Uh well, I know that Beck wrote all the music for Scott Pilgrim or, or, oh, or oh. no, was it just
0: Sex bob For just yeah. Sex bob Yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't know who wrote for Black Sheep.
1: All right. Um are you familiar with inches and feet and miles? Uh, you mean the measurements? Yes, yes. That's part of the English system. Do you know what the other system's called? Meters. The the, Imper- the imperial system. <laughs> the
2: Evan, I'm I, I'm not. <laughs> Are you God talking about like the metric system? <laughs>
1: metric. The band Metric. They I've were never act-
2: heard. I've never heard of them. I'm metric sorry. Good. They're wow. really good. M. Andrew, you might like them because they do have a sort of synthwave kind of vibe to some of their music. Oh, oh, yeah?
1: Gimme Sympathy was a really good single of theirs. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um And,
1: and also wrote that song that Brie Larson sang.
0: I mean, that's one of the the things that made the the movie so special for Scar is because it's all about music in, in as an underlying uh sort of storyline and uh Edgar Wright knows his music, like oh yeah. And, In any of his movies, just listen to the soundtrack, and you know that he has like this this Evan uh, Borgolt like level of music knowledge. Um, So
2: I would put him on the same pedestal as like Quentin Tarantino when it comes to music because he knows the best. He knows what to say. Comes to feet.
1: (laughs) His best moment musically has to be um, "Can't Stop Me Now" by Queen during Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop me now having such a good time.
0: <laughs> um I'm trying to think of uh, I I I mean Hot Fuzz is my favorite movie of all time. Oh yeah, what's the so, question? So spoke- there
2: <sighs> you haven't? Dude, it is Hot Fuzz has release. has what has my favorite uh, Simon Pegg facial expression ever. <laughs> is it the uh, is it the um the uh
0: police bike no the the shock and the shock and horror of (laughs) of watching romeo and juliet yes love me it's it's a homage yeah Yeah, uh oh man uh derek do yourself a favor if if you need some happiness in your life it's hot fuzz man that's (laughs) it's like you cannot go wrong um I think I'm going to need some ice cream. <laughs> um and, and also like one of the best like gunfight scenes or gun you know shootouts in movie history. Oh my god. Oh yes. the movie the movie also contains the shortest car chase in movie history. So <laughs> um yeah, like there's just so much stuff about that movie that like you can it's, you can dive
2: deep into and it's so great. It is probably like the greatest action comedy ever made. Yeah, easily, easily, easily the greatest action comedy ever made.
0: Uh, I've I've seen that movie. Andrew and I have seen that movie uh, over a hundred times easily, and I'm we're still not about- tired of it. Um, we can, we can like quote it from beginning to yeah, end. We pretty much quote it from beginning to end as we watch it. And just so like, we need
1: to watch it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Edgar. We'll Edgar yeah. You know, right. Do you want to listen to the movie now? We'll watch, we'll watch the movie right now. Me and John, <laughs> will just play all the parts. <laughs> um, Roll
1: intro credits.
0: <laughs> so the intro credits to the movie starts out with 78 different variations of police sirens while all of the, uh, <laughs> while all of the title cards are going through. Mm-hmm. And then it starts with introducing Sergeant Nicholas Angel, uh, Anyways, um, so Edgar Wright uh, – the reason why I love him so much is also because his editing style is um, is the most unique and probably the most like my own. Yeah, um,
2: it, which it, is why he did such a great job with Scott Pilgrim fights.
0: Yes. Um, now, that being said, I have to say I greatly dislike the Scott Pilgrim movie
2: over the comic books. Um, which is why that there's actually talks right now Edgar Wright, Brian Lee O'Malley, the creator – are talking about actually doing a full-fledged animated series of Scott Pilgrim. And we're doing all of the comics. So
0: Here so for me, um, I think that Scott Pilgrim would have been would have benefited greatly. It was it's during this time where people are trying to milk as much money out of properties as they can. And it would have been so good if they made Scott Pilgrim one and Scott Pilgrim two. Books one, two, and three were the first movie, and four, five, and six were the second movie. This the sixth book would have been written by then and they wouldn't have had to you know, spend make up their own weird ending. Yeah, but spend but spend an hour on books one, two, and three, and then a half hour on four, five, and six. Yeah, know, was just to get them done. Yeah, because there's a lot
2: about the Kageyama twins that was not. even yeah. done in the movie, because yeah. they are actually probably like the best villains in the whole series. They were in it for five seconds. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, on the ending, um, do you guys in the movie version, obviously. Do you prefer the original ending or the alternate ending? So I haven't seen the alternate ending to
2: right, so the movie. Spoiler, spoiler, spoilers. Let's just say that just in case. Yeah, I actually do prefer the alternate ending too. Same. same. The movie's
0: the movie's ten years old now, so it's
2: true. <laughs> so the so the alternate ending has well, you explain, Derek. He brought
1: okay, up. so the original ending has Scott throwing away all of the connections that he has in his life and running after something that is just a fleeting romance that never actually shows anything concrete back towards him. The alternate ending has him actually realizing who the people in his life who he loves are and choosing a life with them because he knows he cares about them and they care about him. Um, Basically, original ending, he chases after Ramona. Uh, Alternate ending, he lets Ramona go finally and creates a relationship with Knives and an actual real one. See, that's really interesting to me
0: because I was always super weirded out by his relationship with Knives Chow in the first place because, like, wasn't she still in high school or something like that?
2: Senior in high school. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Oh, (laughs) my... Um, um but yeah. if you look at you know
1: legality aside i guess so you know that's still a thing
2: so if that's the thing and that's the deal breaker then okay yeah <laughs> but um technically by the end of the movie she's already probably like 18 m- yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> um not to uh, my well, the actress who so played her was like 23 when she played the role The guys he only time she was actually older saw- than than michael Sarah.
1: The only time you ever actually saw Scott Pilgrim enjoy himself and do things that he liked to do and seem natural doing it has been with knives. And then he thought he was getting bored with it because he saw a new cute girl, but he didn't actually share anything at all with her. And he just kept chasing after this like lie almost where he thought that he really loved someone and, in actuality, he didn't even know who she was.
2: To be Count- fair, we're talking about the movie version. The comic version goes so much deeper. Yeah. It's a lot less
0: shallow
1: of a relationship in the comic books. Um okay. the movie makes me mad for him for chasing Ramona because it looks like it's never gonna happen. And Counter- with the ending, at least it never does.
0: <laughs> counter-argument, Derek. Ramona is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I've got a taste
0: (laughs) of Mary Elizabeth Winstead. What? You know when
2: I record with my taste. So you know when when I read the comics, (laughs) I I share a lot of
1: uh, similar attractions as Evan does when it comes to women,
2: (laughs) Asian women. Shut up. Oh. So,
1: <laughs> so hey, shut up! I just for a moment. This is a tenor subject.
2: <laughs> I wanna, I wanna point out, like when I was reading the comics, like it wasn't Mary Elizabeth Webstead style voice or Michael Steris style voice that I was picturing in my head when I was reading the parts of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. And Ramona, I was picturing, like, so when I was reading the comics, the voice that was coming into my head as Scott was Todd Habercorn who mm-hmm. does the voice of sergeant frog and nagasumi from my bride is a mermaid i it feel like he had like the best voice when it came to ramona flowers i was picturing kari walgren's haru haru harako voice from Puli Kuli. huh
0: i was out for um for scott pilgrim i mine was michael j fox from the back to the future era which if if that he would have been the perfect role if the movie was made back then, like he totally would have played Scott Pilgrim. If the movie was made in the, in 85. Mm-hmm.
1: Similarly, if back to the future is being made, they probably would have looked at Michael Cera for back to the future.
0: <laughs> uh, would they have, I don't know. I just hate Michael Cera. I just everything he does. <laughs> I think he is awful. Uh, I, I, I don't know because because I, I still feel like that. Um, so Michael Sarah has never played the cool guy in anything ever. Um, He's always been the awkward kid. Right. He's- and and Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future is kind of supposed to be that cool guy who's rising above his family. And like his journey is to make his family as cool as he is. Like in, in the most barebone skeleton sense of the story. Um So I I don't know. I I don't think that that Michael Sarah could have been Marty McFly if
1: if Back to the Future was modern. They just have to do reverse acting where like Marty tried to act like the, uh, you know, more reserved, nerdier version of himself. And what was it? The second one or something like.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. That was the second. That was the second one. So he just have to do the reverse acting where he starts from one end and then works towards the other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. How um, did we get here? Uh 10th anniversary of Scott Pilgrim.
1: Yeah. Michael Cera. He starts every disaster. <laughs> um I mean,
2: you, we were talking about the can't... soundtrack release actually of Scott Pilgrim. Oh, Okay, yeah.
0: I mean, same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um SteelSense. anyways so i know that there's a couple more things on here that we want to talk about yeah. um one one of which being uh ju- this one's just gonna be really quick for me uh finally caught up with uh, the second season of scooby-doo and guess who um where it, it, it's it's kind of like a, a it was well, a modern. it's the latest scooby-doo series but it ha- takes celebrities all, almost in the same way the new scooby-doo movies did back in the 70s or whatever um and they're really funny. Like it's, it's, it's a really great modern take on Scooby-Doo and the best iteration of Scooby-Doo. However, that statement only really goes for season one season two kind of lost it for me a little bit. There were some great episodes. Um, Yeah, there were, there were some, some great episodes of Scooby-Doo, but uh, overall it did not meet up to the standards. That was uh, Scooby-Doo. Guess who season one? Especially still the Chris Paul episode, but Jeff Foxworthy was in an episode. He was really good at his part. The uh, the ventriloquist. If you're episode,
2: an old man who wants to keep riches, you might be hitting in the ghost and whatever redneck guy. So he doesn't say redneck in the
0: cartoon. He says country boy. Uh, they censored him for uh, some reason. Uh, yeah, he says oh. you're definitely a country boy. Um, the worst episode was with Christian Slater, which was a Broadway musical episode. For some reason, yeah. uh, it it was the most random and awkward episode. Um, but then there was the ventriloquist episode with Jeff Dunham, which was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how people think ventriloquism is entertaining. It is yeah. just the worst form of entertainment. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there are puppet stuff out there that is funny. Oh, yeah, the, Muppet. the Muppets. Like, I love <laughs> like like I love um, the Australian uh, puppet Randy Feltface. That's that's not ventriloquism. It's not though. ventriloquism, but it's still puppetry. And yeah, I've never seen someone actually do like a puppetry as like stand up comedy in the way that like Randy Feltface does. Yeah
0: so anyways that, that i that's that's for me And uh so season two has hit verve so if you liked season one if anybody even watched scooby-doo and guess who uh season two's out if you want to catch up
2: mm-hmm.
0: evan i know that you have a big one that you wanted to talk about for yes, TV stuff.
2: so you know with hbo max it looks like everything that's going that was on the dc universe streaming site is Heading onto HBO Max because there's rumors of it, you know, closing down and just putting everything on there. So that gave me the oh, opportunity. They weren't
1: doing well enough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that gave me the opportunity because, like, just out of the blue, HBO Max dropped both current seasons of Harley Quinn, the cartoon mm-hmm. version, the, the brand new animated series about Joker's uh, most infamous right hand woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So so Harley, So, when this show came out, it looked like it was going to be something like, oh, it's going to be DC's version of Deadpool, which would have been okay, but it would have been kind of reaching for straws in ways that would have made the whole thing old. Fortunately, that is not the case. So the story with Harley Quinn is that he, she actually dumps Joker and she creates her own crew consisting of Poison Ivy, Clayface, Dr. Psycho. King Shark and Cy Borgman and it's all about them trying to make a name for themselves initially so they can become they could become a part of Legion of Doom but then when they see that Legion of Doom is just the total shit show in itself they decide to just be the crew that tries to take uh, take over Gotham themselves.
1: So, is this like a different take on the suicide
2: squads? Basically, yeah. Basi- basically, in fact, they actually make a joke about that in the first season. Like, we keep getting these t shirts for Suicide Squad, and we have no idea and have no interest in joining them whatsoever. It's, oh, so it's, so it's a mixed
1: Deadpool comparison with breaking the fourth wall like that.
2: Well, there is no fourth wall breaking in this show. But uh, what well, I if they
1: mentioned Suicide Squad. then...
2: Yeah, well, but they real thing, actual legit Suicide Squad. Okay, so it
1: is it. in that universe. Okay, yes,
2: in that universe. The show for me is like taking the very best parts of the cartoon version of The Tick, with the whole absurdity aspect of The Tick and the, the super villains and like the sort of heroes with the with the character development and dialogue style of the Venture Brothers. Mm -hmm. And putting those two together to make Harley Quinn. And it works beautifully. Um, I cannot remember the last time I've watched a DC cartoon that has grabbed my attention like this. Probably not since the original Teen Titans show. It is unbelievably good.
1: Um, On the note of DC, have you guys heard a rumor about, I believe it's Val Kilmer? Is it Val Kilmer? Oh, shoot. What about him? Yeah, what about him? One of the old Batman actors has been signed on to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne. I think it's Michael Keaton. Yeah, I think it's Michael (laughs) Keaton. Yes, yes it is. I I'm mixing up my Batmans, but yeah. Uh, So apparently they're going to be bringing back the idea of an old Bruce Wayne into the mix, which I'm not sure about you guys, but I loved that man beyond as a Batman kid. beyond. Yeah. Oh yeah. That man beyond but, was amazing. I think they're probably going to go a different direction with that, but still, I like the idea of an old retired Batman.
0: Um, I also just want to, want to throw out there too, from the beginning of this conversation, uh, I am team DC all the way. I have been my entire life. Mm-hmm. And even I could see the way that DC's tanking from a mile away. Um, yeah. Well,
1: I always started DC. Like the Batman movies were amazing as a kid. It, uh, my only, like, the only reason I knew Marvel was because of Marvel versus Capcom arcade game at the Pizza yeah, Street. Yeah.
0: The best, The best iteration of Marvel, if you ask but me. In
1: the, in the past, like, 12 years, 15 years, it's completely, funny. you know, their grasp on. <laughs>
0: it's um see it's really funny too because uh like their their best stuff has always been in their animated stuff like uh their animated movies are just continuously amazing and now they've even started releasing uh rated r uh movies Uh, so like they have you're talking about dc right dc dc yeah did i say marvel no no i just couldn't there was no transition between talking about marvel versus capcom and animated features oh i got you um yeah. So DC has their their bread and butter has always been their animated films, and they've been doing R rated ones now. Um, so they did Deathstroke, and before that they did Constantine, and then before that was Justice League Dark. Um,
2: and they also did um, the Killing Joke.
0: Yeah. Wait, with uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, that's DC. DC? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. See. Yep. <laughs> so, um. Yeah. So. They they've always been super successful at that, and I don't know why they they try to like battle with uh, with Marvel who has their own studio now because they're making so much money and and still DC's going through Warner brothers. Like, I don't know why they're trying to battle them with all these live action films because they're doing just fine. And they would have saved themselves so much money for not doing any of these live action films. So it's stuck with,
2: you know, the animated stuff. Yeah. If it
0: just did animated stuff, which is absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah. With like with Harley Quinn and they showcase the great strengths and even like the weaknesses from a positive perspective, of these characters, I made the comparison of Harley Quinn to Venture Brothers because it showcases just how big of failures a lot of these villains really are, which you know the Venture Brothers showcases greatly throughout its entire series.
1: Yeah, Doctor Misses the Monarch.
2: <laughs> yeah, Doctor. Not, and I do want to say like the voice cast for Harley Quinn too is amazing. You know, I know we don't like the Big Bang Theory on on here. But the person who played Penny on that show, Kaylee Cuoco, she plays Harley Quinn, and she does that an excellent her? job with it.
1: Hmm. I could do that voice any day, sweetie.
2: <laughs> so Kaylee Cuoco plays Harley Quinn. Tony Hale, who we know as Buster Blue from oh Life and Development. God, Dr. Girlfriend. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Tony Hale plays Dr. Psycho. Uh, Jason Alexander plays Cyborgman, which... He steals every scene he's in in there. And actually, um, one of my favorite comedians, an underrated guy, Ron Funches. I don't know if any of you know who Ron Funches yep. is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He plays Shark King and he's, oh, he, he's just great so stand Yeah. Ron Funches is really funny. Yeah. And um, Alan Tugyuk, he plays not only Clayface, he plays the Joker, Calendar Man, Dr. Trent, Condiment King. People who know, watch Star versus the Forces of Evil, Alan Tugyuk plays. Um, Oh, what's his uh,
1: So they didn't want to Ludo. pay Mark
2: Hamill. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I thought it's, it was pronounced Tudick. Alan, Alan Tudick.
1: Yeah, I, you're uh, right. Tudick. So, uh, they didn't want to pay Mark Hamill, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Well, he does no, Mark so, Hamill he does, walked he away he, from that. That's the, the a really,
1: really good in Joker, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, but yeah. Alan Tudick does a great job as Joker. He does showcase the failures of Joker so well. And in Harley Quinn.
0: That's actually know. it's actually that's... funny. It's actually funny that you mention that Mark Hamill walked away from Joker though, because uh Mark Hamill played the Joker twice technically three times in scooby-doo and guess who (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, because in the batman episode he played the joker in the flash episode he played the joker and the trickster um and then in the episode where mark hamill was actually the guest um he talked about when the mystery team ran into batman and then they were like how did you know that he's like oh i have my connections
2: (laughs) 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 that was actually a really good joke (laughs) Mm -hmm. one other character person who's in this show so no, Poison Ivy, who's played by Lake Bell, great. But like, so Poison Ivy has a partner in crime and the character, like a talking Venus flytrap named Frank the Plant, played by J.B. <laughs> Smoove. And like, that's another, <laughs> another amazing role. Like That's awesome. is another. I don't know if you ever watched Kirby Enthusiasm, but he plays Mr. Black on Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah. And yep, he's super funny. And he's amazing in this show too.
0: Yeah. JB Smooth, it was uh, really fun. actually it it's really funny because I know him as the host of Last Comic Standing, the last season that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: right. oh man, yeah, he's he's super funny. Like I first I, I heard of him. More era. <laughs> I heard <laughs> of him. Oh, yeah. I heard of him because back in the early two thousands, there was this. It wasn't great. It had its moments. Cedric the Entertainer had Cedric the Entertainer presents, and he was one of the uh, guys who played like all the multiple characters on that show. Yeah, J.B. Smoove was, like, the best person on that show. And I'm glad to see that he's moved from something that's mediocre to, like, the great shit that he's doing, like, right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Harley Quinn, first two seasons on HBO Max, give that a watch. There are rumors that they'll be announcing a third season very, very soon. And considering how the second season ends, I look forward to seeing where they could go with the storylines. So on that note... um...
1: When it comes to the whole DC, they shouldn't be trying to compete with Marvel with live action movies. Mm -hmm. How do you guys view the upcoming Snyder cut of uh, Justice League?
0: I don't, because I don't know what was and what wasn't put into uh, Justice League. I I actually thought...
1: One thing that's confirmed that what wasn't put into it was Ryan Reynolds as the Green Lantern, which has been confirmed to be in the new cut.
0: Huh.
1: Um, so, So... I'd love to see him try to resurrect something out of that failed attempt at a character. I liked the Justice League movie. Uh, I
0: I thought it was fun, and it didn't take itself too seriously, and I just enjoyed it. Was it as good and, and as well put together as a Marvel movie? No. Like, not even close. But it was still a fun movie.
1: I never seen it. I've, I haven't seen it. I don't, not I don't every know. Marvel movie is great. Freaking, um... Oh yeah, there's a but, lot of trash. That it's one's messy as hell. Age of yeah. Ultron didn't know what to do with James Spader. They just gave him <laughs> lines. They just then, told him to be James Spader. Yeah, they
0: said we got all we got all this Disney money. You have to sing a Pinocchio song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, it's it's true, but uh, but even still, though, like. Justice League was like the good one of all of the DC movies, though, which is the problem. So I'm hearing that Wonder Woman still edges it out. Oh yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman was okay. was, was good. I, I haven't yeah. seen Wonder Woman. Either. I, I, I I've heard had good things about Aquaman would. too.
2: Which no, is, that was awful.
0: That game was, game was terrible. Andrew, Andrew saw Aquaman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen Aquaman, and it was literally just I have it. They had no idea what the movie was. It changed changes genre. And attitudes and moods throughout the entire movie, and was the most bipolar thing I've ever seen. And then ends in the
1: CGI mess. And I was just like, this movie was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I have a question: Does this change? Um, Does Jason Momoa ever put a shirt on?
0: (laughs) He He, puts he he puts the Aquaman uniform on, like the (laughs) the comic book like golden scaled. But but to answer your question, yes, he does. He has actually he has plenty of shirt action, but.
2: I'll but say too that probably
1: curious as to why it did well. Sorry. The
2: um the Aquaman episode of Harley Quinn is actually wicked hilarious. I think it's actually got some of the best one-liners in the whole series is that episode. So, um,
0: I actually got to see the Aquaman, the actual Aquaman movie set uniform that Jason Momoa wore, uh, when I went to California and we got a tour of the WB thing, even though I wasn't like, I didn't see the movie and it wasn't like that great. It's still super cool to see the actual props that people wear. Um, oh yeah. I also got to see Jason Momoa too, but, uh, (laughs) he was, but I couldn't meet him because he was doing a make a wish for, um, for a couple of children, which was really awesome.
1: Um, why didn't you say you were dying of cancer and just started like <laughs> throwing rocks at him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I have to, I, they told me I had to wait my turn. So we, uh, we actually
1: cancer yet. Okay.
0: We had to leave. Yeah. We were on our tour and we had to leave the Batman exhibit, which is by the way, is an entire warehouse of Batman props since the Michael Keaton era of Batman. And we had to leave because Jason Momoa was about to enter And so I caught a glimpse of him as he was going in with the children. And it it was like this giant, you know, seven foot, 12 dude, you know, with these with these little children by the hand, just walking into a Batman exhibit. Were his
2: locks of hair like moving in slow motion? They were. They were.
1: If I were you, I would have yelled, why the hell am I leaving? You don't have your own exhibit. I'm at Batman's place. What the hell is Aquaman doing here? (laughs) Yeah. Where's your wing
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i did get to see (laughs) i did get to see it um the the costume designs too they also had costume designs for wonder woman as well which the costume design for wonder woman was incredible as well um they did you know that gal uh is it godot Godot. Godot. yeah did you know she was pregnant during the filming of wonder woman yeah i did yeah, so her costume actually had a green screen um, maternity belly on it so that they could give her, they could c- CGI abs onto her. Huh. I learned that at the studio.
1: Like <laughs> they, in the black hole of anything pregnancy related. Yep, right. <laughs> there, and you just can't see any of it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Much props to her then for being able to play like a role as physical as Wonder Woman in that yep. condition. Props to the props department. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, um,
0: so one last thing that Evan, I know you also had on your radar, which I forgot about the DC thing, but uh, we also want to talk about that Has Been Hotel.
2: Yes, been picked up for a series. Yes, A Twenty Four Pictures, who also made the excellent film Uncut Gems, uh, and we don't have Greg here to to say no, it's not a great film. A Twenty Four Pictures is here is going to be doing a full series of Has Been Hotel.
1: I hate um, things, I'll say it's bad. Go on.
0: <laughs> um so just just to throw it out there too, uh A24 Pictures has produced a ton of really under like under uh, appreciated stuff. Like if you haven't seen it comes at night, one of the greatest horror films ever made or, Um, or, (laughs) or lemon one of also one of the greatest comedy films ever made. Um, most people probably won't get it. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody will. I, I I would say that about 95% of people who watch lemon will hate it, but it definitely goes right up the alley of Andrew and I's brand of humor. Um, but yeah, A twenty four films. They put out such incredible stuff.
2: Yeah, they also usually... released uh, the Kevin Smith movie Task.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Oh God, isn't um, isn't A twenty four a branch? Isn't A twenty four a branch of Lionsgate?
2: It's no, it's, it's like their Lionsgate. own independent company. Yeah. Is it
0: really? I thought they were a like an independent offshoot of a bigger company. No, like, it's like a... that
1: you call out that gets you nowhere in Bingo because there's no A in Bingo. <laughs>
2: but yeah i'm looking up yeah besides those movies they also released um swiss army man which is one of the funniest like films i've seen daniel radcliffe ever do
0: oh yeah a24 is one of my favorite uh production studios that releases titles like they they got just they they're awesome they've they've almost never failed me
2: yeah so they are in very good hands when it, so Hetman hotel is in very good hands.
0: Yeah. I, I believe so. I believe it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, great. Hey, is, is, does anybody else have anything that they want to talk about? Cause this would be like a good time to wrap up. I think if, unless anybody has anything, any pressing matters or any entertainment that they want to talk about.
1: I don't great. think so. <laughs> great. Uh, just as a final sending message. Uh, Did I tell you guys about my mission towards Skyrim? Oh, geez. I I had been playing the same sort of character so long that I tried to come up with a little project and create one character out of all the ten races. Okay. Armour set for each of those races and a different fighting style for each of those races to (laughs) force myself to play different ways throughout that game. I have already nine out of ten. It's Khajiit, and I've played that before, and I don't want it to be another sneak thief. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to put together, uh, I, this might be a really obscure reference, but the fad freaky uh, costume from Ed, Ed and Nettie. Just like, that's what I picture you're trying to put together with all the characters in one.
1: No, because I have like 10 separate save files, and I will like keep going back to old ones and like right. characters. And then I gotcha. Be- So one of the things that you have to do, Derek, uh, if you want to see like all
0: those things in one place at the same time, go to YouTube and look up General Sam and look up General Sam's uh, Skyrim Together video because he uses the Skyrim Together mod with like a bunch of his circle of crew. I love General Sam. Anytime General Sam releases a video, I'm automatically on it. But he, he released a video of him playing Skyrim Together and it's kind of like that except everybody's all in one game.
1: I that highly recommend Cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You Just check it out. It's pretty funny.
1: It's hilarious.
0: All right. Awesome. So let's wrap this up. Uh, thanks, uh, everybody. Uh, and, and again, just uh, to reiterate from the beginning of the podcast, uh, that this might be a, a time where we go into a little bit longer of a hiatus and that our releases might be a little sporadic. So just be aware of that. But yeah, um, or it might not, we don't know, or it <laughs> might not. We might see you in two weeks again, who knows? <laughs> so, um, but regardless of that, I definitely want to thank everybody for sticking with us, and, and uh, hopefully, we provided you with some form of entertainment through the pandemic into the summer and uh, so forth. So, um, yeah, thank you so good. much, everybody. Thank you. Um, if you want to uh, keep up with us, remember, we always have the discord open and we're always trying to do uh, streaming events on the discord so we can hang out with each other. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook, too. I'm I'm already stepping on Andrew's ground here, but I just want to keep in mind that even though we're not doing the podcast, there's still ways that we can connect. Andrew, go uh, ahead. Why don't you- in fact, Gerardo is literally streaming on the discord right now. So. Oh, crazy. <laughs> um, So. If you guys want to join in the conversation, you guys want to talk about entertaining things as we normally do on the show that aren't anime related or are anime related. We don't care. Uh, you can email us at wicked anime at gmail.com. That's wicked anime reviews, all one word at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wicked anime, where you can comment and view and whatever you want. That's where everything is located. Wicked anime wise on the, and in one little place on the internet, uh, you can also find the invite link to our Discord on that Facebook page. And if you join the Discord, you can join things like streams and streams and memes. That's what that's what we got going on at the Wicked Anime Discord where we have a fun time and you can directly chat with us easily. Um, I'm pretty much always on it because I'm sitting at home doing a comic book. Uh, I am... Working on the Solarian Sun comic book. This is uh, my own independent project that I am working on as a career choice. I am currently up to page 165. Uh, if you join the Patreon right now, uh, you can get all the way up to 164, and then uh, actually, chapter five should be complete within the next week or two. So, uh, so keep keep that going, and then. Uh, but uh, if you want to read Solarian Sun for free. Currently, we have up to page eighty-seven uh, is free at SolarianSun uh, I mean, that eighty-seven pages of free content—that's crazy. But one hundred and sixty-five pages of of content—that's even more crazy. So, find you can find me and Solarian Sun at AFLM Art. AFLM. Just look up AFLM, and you'll you'll find me on Facebook and Twitter and all the good Instagram pages and whatever. So.
2: All right, Evan, go for it. All right, so for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders No Race podcast show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbashbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter, on our J-Pop video games and anime amino pages, on Twitch at kingbabyduckesh, and on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. And you can like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Bastard Brigade. Elite for Derek, go on ahead. Hey,
1: you. You're finally awake. You were trying to cross the border, right? Walked into that imperial ambush, save us us and that <laughs> people over there.
2: <laughs>
0: um,
1: oh. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Elite4Derek. Um, otherwise you can watch me. Um with my head on the block at Helgen over <laughs> and over and over again. Except not because I use the mod Live Another Life where you get to choose where you start your mission. Yeah. Time. And much like all those other 10 choices, each of those 10 choices have had a different starting point based on where it would make sense of the universe that they would you know, originate. Uh, cool.
0: It's a cool. long of my life now. <laughs> Very cool. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for sticking with with us through through the summer. Hopefully, we've entertained you. Um, But until we meet again, it is time for us to sign off the only way we know how. k So, I think we're
2: definitely
0: going to be going on hiatus at least in November. Because that's when Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. And literally, nobody's going to exist after that game comes out. That's right. So just it. It, Yeah, it we just stream the whole game of Cyberpunk 207. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds legal. Um,
2: well, after embargo, it is. <laughs> True. Um,
0: by the way, I found the um, the uh ESPN 8 2020 schedule, um, just so you know all of the great entertainment that you missed this year. Uh, in order of appearance on the channel, cheese rolling, frog jumping. Japanese monster wrestling world deadlift attempt half half Thor deadlift 2019 Gritton wit national college championship, which was a quiz show Ohio grocery baggers bowl, 2020 2019 stupid robot fighting league 2019 jellies, marble runs uh, 2019 death diving world championships. uh, Yeah. Death diving um, slippery stairs. Slippery Stairs College Tour, ITSF uh, Foosball World Cup 2019, and then the documentary "Foosballers." Diving towards death. Di- death diving. I either uh, imagine that it's off of a really uh, a really uh, large cliff into a deep water or a very shallow cliff into a very shallow pool.
1: But death.
0: <laughs> like that, it's almost a sport. Doesn't mean that anybody has to win in the end.
1: Yeah, because if you die, nobody wins. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.